Good evening, everybody. How's everybody doing out there? Welcome to Encouraging Moments with Marilyn. This is a podcast that is designed to give you an encouraging, uplifting, inspirational word from the Word of God for your everyday living. I am your host, Marilyn. To God be the glory for all he has done. Woke us up this morning, started us on our way. Food on my table, clothes on my back. I'm grateful for that, but I'm mostly grateful for who he is. He is Alpha, Omega, beginning, ending, and most definitely my Father, which art in heaven. Holy is his name, and I thank him for forgiving me of my debts, as I forgive my debtors, and for leading me not into temptation, but delivering me from all that is evil. For he's got the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. He is the maker of us all. He made us in his image after his likeness. And I'm grateful that my father loves me so much. Until where he gives me a statement in John 3, 16 that says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. And I'm grateful for John 3.16, which is my base scripture. I don't know about anybody else, but that's my base scripture because it tells me of a love, a sacrificial love. It tells me of a love that goes beyond what anybody would even consider doing for another individual. Because most people want to save their life, not give their life up. And so... This serves as my base scripture. Now, last time I was on the podcast, I was talking about the right kind of love, and I did give you John three sixteen. I gave you that because, like I stated, like I said, uh, it is a statement of true love to give your life for a people who you know don't like you. Who you know will reject you. Because God knows all things. But he gave his life for the ones who were willing to turn. From their wicked ways. And he was given his life. For his people. So that they would turn from their wicked ways. Have an opportunity to be reconnected to him. As their father. To build a relationship back with him. That's what fathers do. Fathers provide. And fathers give what others are not willing to give a true father. He will supply all our needs according to his riches and glory. He will give us the authority to decree a thing and it be established in this earth. He is our father. And that's when you receive his son. When you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, then you will be saved. And when you receive his son, he receives you. Praise the Lord for that. Glory be to God. You see, he died for the rejected ones. He died for the ones who People said wouldn't be anything because of what they had done in their past. Because they were thieves. They did steal. They did lie. They were whoremongers. 
They did commit adultery. They did commit fornication. But I serve a God who forgives us of our sins and who cleanses us, purifies us, cleanses us from all unrighteousness. He takes into his arms the underdog, the one that don't look right to people. The backslider brings them back before him, asks them to repent, and then after they repent, they're reconnected to him. How many times did he forgive Israel? How many times? Chasing after Israel. Bringing them back into right standing with him. Only to have them to get out of right standing again. Time and time again. What did they do? Worship false idols. Thou shalt serve the Lord thy God, and only him shall thou serve. Married women, he told them not to marry. They did it anyway. So the very things that the Jews did against Jesus is the same thing the Gentiles did as well. But when Jesus was rejected by his own people, now, I'm talking Old Testament here, New Testament as well. When, when he was rejected by his people, he said that he, he would bring a people unto himself that would follow his will, keep his commandments, study his statutes, so I'm grateful that salvation is not just for the Jew, but it's for the Gentiles as well. Grateful that he extended it unto us. The ones considered to be the filthiest of the filth. Can you just imagine it? That you've done something so terrible to where you don't even believe that God can forgive you. That you have dug yourself in such of a deep hole. To where it seemed like you can't get out. And when you got yourself trapped in a situation. Through wrong decision making process. And you sitting up there wondering how is this. How did I get here? How can I get out? And it seems like you can't pray to God because you feel so filthy. You feel like you feel like you, you can't he can't possibly want to deal with you because you've gone too far. He's a healer. He's a deliverer. He's a way maker. He will make a way of escape for you. He will give you a way of escape. That's how deep his love is. His love is an unconditional love. 
to where the thief on the cross, one on his right, one on his left. Here Jesus is on the cross being crucified. And one thief said, well, you say you're the son of God. If you be, then get yourself down and get us down. The other one and said, this man has not done anything. He's innocent. He's innocent, but we deserve what we got. See, right then and there, he confessed his sin. That thief said, we did what we did. And we're getting the correct punishment for what we did. Confess your sin. And so he confessed his sin. And he said, but when you come into your kingdom, will you remember me? Jesus said, today you will be with me in paradise. Isn't that something? How God can forgive you on a drop of a hat, drop of a dime. And then because you're willing to change, because you have confessed your sin, you want to change. You don't want to remain the same. You don't want to be in the same situation. He'll forgive you, cleanse you from all unrighteousness. And he will save you. Who wouldn't serve a God like that? In the midst of your trouble, in the midst of your trial, in the midst of what every, everything that's going on, you hear a faint voice saying, I love you. That's God. When you was in that accident and your neck should have been broken, when you was in that accident, and your car should have turned over. When you was in that accident, you should have been dead. God gave you another opportunity to live. And some of you came out of the accident with not a scratch, maybe a few scratches, maybe a broken finger. But he gave you a testimony to tell people that God is real. Others may have been in a coma, came out of a coma and said, I've been to heaven. Or somebody may have said they've been to hell. And they said hell is real. So you can take the testimonies of these people knowing that God is for real. And that Jesus did die on the cross. For you and for me. An unconditional love. Unconditional. You know how some people say, well, um, if you do this for me, I do that for you. They have a conditional love. You know what I'm talking about. Boyfriend, girlfriend kind of stuff. If you love me, you'll do this for me. Well, if you love me, you will wait. <laughs> That's conditional love. You have to do something to get something. But an unconditional love means I love you and everything that you come with, come, come to me as you are. And the, I will cleanse you. And I will make you whole. I will help you. If you want to be helped. Some people don't want to be helped. That's what God is saying to you. That he will cleanse you from all unrighteousness. He will bring you into his family. The righteous family. Now if you want to continue doing whatever you do. And stay wicked. Stay out there. Let the... Let the filthy be filthy still, as he said, you know. But it's an opportunity for you to change. 
an opportunity and keep on giving you the opportunity even until the end. You know, I read in Revelation, even until the end, he's still calling out for that adultery and that fornicator to change their mind, to turn from their wicked ways. And they, they're sitting up there being uh, stung and bitten. And they still won't, won't even do it, won't even turn from their wicked ways. That means they're in love with what they're doing. They like it, and they're not going to leave it alone. Now, I got the definition of what love is. I'm talking about the right kind of love. You know, after a couple has been together for a good long time, they've been married for 30 years, they pretty much know one another. And um, I'm pretty sure that um, they would have the testimony of it wasn't all candy and roses, but they made a decision to love one another till death do they part. They made a decision to where um, they're not just going to leave one another. They're going to stick it out to the end. That's love. Love needs work. You have to work at love. Because I'm telling you, some of these people that you come into contact with, God is telling you to love them, to show charity towards them. And they can come with certain attitudes that, that, that can flip you in an instant. And, and you, you can't be easily angered by what they do. And you have to show patience with these individuals because that's what they're there for, to help you grow in love. And don't you, that's where you have to look at it. That is the way you have to look at it. You have to look at it as these people are here rubbing me the wrong way so that I can grow in love. It's only a test. Now, the 13th chapter of 1 Corinthians tells me what charity is. I'm starting with the fourth uh, verse going all the way down to the tenth verse and it says charity suffereth long and is kind charity envieth not charity vaunteth not itself is not puffed up does not behave itself unseemly seeketh not her own is not easily provoked thinketh no evil rejoiceth not in iniquity but rejoiceth in the truth bearing beareth all things, believeth all things, hopeth all things, endureth all things. Charity never faileth, but whether there be prophecies, they shall fail. Whether there be tongues, they shall cease. Whether there be knowledge, it shall vanish away. For we know in part, and we prophesy in part. But when that which is perfect is come, then that which is in part shall be done away. So, so we know that charity never faileth. That means you don't stop loving people because they've done you wrong. It means that if you come across a person that you know don't like you, you know has, has scandalized your name, has spoken against you, and you're working for an organization and they come in and they need some water, they need some food, they need a job, they need some help, you don't turn them away because of what they did to you. Look at the great example of Joseph and how his brothers, he had the coat of many colors. And his brothers did not like him because their daddy 
loved Joseph. So they decided they were going to put him down in a pit. They were going to sell him. He was enslaved. And there he was being sold. There he was in a pit. There he was working. There he was in a very, very bad situation. Because how can my brothers do this to me? They didn't like him. <laughs> they did not like Joseph. And for him to say that they would one day bow down to him, that they would one day pay homage, in other words, to him, they didn't like that either. They didn't like his dreams. But he was just telling them his dream. They were, He was just verbalizing to them what he saw in this dream. Joseph didn't give himself this dream. God gave Joseph this dream. That's why you don't share your dream with everybody. Your visions need to be written down and only shared with people that you know will give you honesty through the Holy Spirit, not through their flesh. That's walking in the Spirit and not in their flesh, not in jealousy, envy, or strife. You speak to the ones who don't mind you having things. Talk to the ones who encourage you even when even though you're the strongest one and they still encourage you with words from the most high God, from the word of God. They still sharpen you, even though they may say, Well, it seemed like she's sharp enough, like she got it. She she can take it from here, and you might not be able to take it at all. But they're there. Might not be able to take it at all. But they don't know that. Because they think that you can take it. Because you haven't bowed down to them yet. But glory be to God, back to Joseph. Well, there was a famine in the land. And Joseph had to be the one to tell the Pharaoh to stock up on the wheat. And stock up so to prepare for the famine that was going to be across the land. And you got his brothers coming in not knowing who he is. Because he, Joseph, he is dressed differently. Joseph is dressed differently. He's dressed in, in rich clothes. You know, the clothes that, that might cost you, you might say, uh, uh, thousands of dollars or hundreds of dollars or whatever. He's dressing in stuff uh, that you just don't come by in the market. So he's well dressed. Probably got a wig on and everything. He's dressed for his position as being overseeing overseeing the Pharaoh's business. So he has a high position. And he's dressed according to his position. So they don't know him. They don't know him. I'm pretty sure he wanted to keep his old clothes on. Simple clothing. But they still don't know him. They still don't know him. 
And then he had to bring them in and reveal to them that he is who he is. But their hatred towards Joseph, their jealousy of Joseph, their enviness of Joseph. See, they didn't show him love at all. They didn't show Joseph love at all. Not at all. They didn't like him. They wanted to get rid of him. And then to, to take clothing back to their father with blood on it and say he's dead, he's gone. They wanted him to be gone. In other words, to them, Joseph was dead. But after he revealed himself to them, after he revealed himself to them and told them who he was, I know they were afraid. What is he going to do to us? He said, no, nah, it was in God's plan. So, yeah, those people who are there, <laughs> who are rubbing you the wrong way, they're there for a reason. They are there for a reason. You're growing in love. You see, over the years, Joseph had to be thinking about his brothers. He had to be thinking about his brother Benjamin. He had to be thinking about, well, they did this to me. What are they going to do to Benjamin? What are they going to do to him? So they, so when they came in, he wanted to see his brother. He wanted to know that he was okay. Because if they did this to me, what will they do to him? What have they done to him? But then God allowed all of that so that he could actually help. Ooh, come on. Help the ones who did him wrong. Be a help to the ones who wanted him dead. Be a help to the ones who were jealous of him. Be a help to the ones who was envious of him. Be a help to the ones. Come on. The ones who wanted him dead. And when they came and needed food. He had no bitterness towards them. No anger towards them. Out of all he had gone through. He forgave them, and he showed them love. Oh, to come face to face with the ones you know who have done you wrong, and you're in a situation, in a position to do what? Bless them. And you got to make a decision of whether or not you're going to actually show them love. You can't have no hatred in your heart. Because, see, hatred is not of God. And if you have hatred in your heart, then you don't, you're none of his. You're none of his. If you got hatred in your heart for the one, you can't have hatred in your heart for the one who did you wrong. Forgive that you may be forgiven. You got to show mercy that you may be shown mercy. That's what Joseph did. He showed his brother's mercy.
That's love. Charity suffereth long and is kind. Charity envieth not. Charity vaunteth not itself, is not puffed up. Doth not behave itself unseemly, seeketh not her own, is not easily provoked, thinketh no evil. Rejoiceth not in iniquity, but rejoiceth in the truth. No wickedness, no lying, no cheating, stupid stuff, but in the truth. Beareth all things, believeth all things, hopeth all things, endureth all things. Charity never faileth. But whether there be prophecies, they shall fail. Whether there be tongues, they shall cease. Whether there be knowledge, it shall vanish away. For we know in part and we prophesy in part. But when that which is perfect is come, which is perfect is come, then that which is in part shall be done away. We got a Savior who's coming back with King of King and Lord of Lords written on him. All authority, all heaven is coming back. And so faith is good and hope is good, but love, that's over all of that. The 13th verse says, Now by the faith, hope, charity, these three, but the greatest of these is charity. Because when you show the very people that did you wrong love, you show that you are God's child. Even though they did you wrong. Even though you know they don't like you. But every every time y'all come into contact with one another, you don't show them hatred. You don't have hatred in your heart for them. There's no hatred in your heart. You're not envious of anything that they have. Don't want their position. No. But you give them love. Show them love. Because there may come a time, just like Joseph, when you will be in a position, God will put you in a position to where the very people that would have seen you dead and gone or sold you short, showed you for, or sold you for a nickel. And that means they gossiped about you and ran your name through the mud. Very same people. You may have to help them one day. God may put you in a position to where you have to give them food. You have to give them clothing. You may have to show them where some shelter is. Yeah, I said it like that. You may have to show them where some shelter is. But you cannot, sh- you cannot have hatred in your heart for none of them. So that's what the, the right kind of love is. That's what the right kind of, the right kind of love is an agape love, an unconditional love. A love to where you don't have any hatred in your heart for anybody that's ever done you wrong. What is the reward of loving those that love you? You got a love the ones that you know don't like you. And I'm talking about even the ones in the church. They may be sitting next to you on the pew. Uh, they they may be standing next to you in 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 the studio, whatever it may whatever part of the church they might be standing right next to you, and they may smile all in your face, but you know they don't like you. You know they've been gossiping about you. You know they done took your name from this end to the next. You know they done interpreted you 
on their own without any spiritual help. Without walking in the spirit. You know that. But you have to show them love because then you show them that you're of God. And you're walking in the spirit and not the flesh. To God be the glory. This has been Encouraging Moments with Marilyn. And I just want to encourage you to love the right way. With the right kind of love. Show one another real love. Not that fake stuff. I tell my daughter this all the time. I don't have a PhD in fakeology. I can't fake it with your baby. That's not me. Sometimes my nonverbals may speak a little bit too loud. Why? Because I don't have no PhD in fakeology. Mm-mm. No, Lordy. Mm-mm. To God be the glory, I pray that something was said to encourage you on this evening, night. To God be the glory. I praise God for every word that was spoken. I praise God for the listeners. I praise God right now for opening doors that no man can shut and shutting doors that no man can open. This song is on my heart and I'm going to sing it before, you know, even though even though it's the end of the podcast, there's a song that I want to sing. I love you. I love you. I love you, Lord, today. Because you care for me. In such a special way, that's why I praise you, I lift you up, and I magnify your name. That's why my heart is filled with praise. My heart is filled with praise. I lift my hands in total adoration. To you, you reign upon the throne, for you are God and God alone. Because of you, my cloudy days, they are gone. I can sing to you this song. I just want to say that I love you more than anything i love you jesus i worship and adore you just want to tell you lord i love you more than anything i love you jesus I love you, Jesus. I worship and adore you. Just want to tell you, Lord, I love you more than anything. Thank you for loving me so much. That you gave your only begotten son, Lord. 
that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Thank you, Jesus, for giving your life for my life. Thank you for saving my soul. Thank you for making me whole. I love you, Jesus. I worship and adore you. Just want to tell you, Lord, I love you more than anything. Hallelujah. 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 Y'all have a good night. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.